man. Happy Monday. How we doing? Happy Easter. Ho, ho, ho. All that happy shit. NFL Draft Special coming at you on Twitter Spaces and Interactive Live Mock Draft Thursday, April 21st, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be myself, Eric, Andy Apac, Jamie, no last name, and all of you joining us on Twitter Spaces. It's going to be a blast. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Get it. Hey, man, it's a, it's been a long time since you and I looked at each other square in the eyes. Hey, Ben. Rock a little booty. Oh, it's snowing again this morning. Sick to death of it. <laughs> it's April. There's too much ice on the lakes for me to put in an aerator for the boathouse. Uh, it's, I mean, it's just been the worst. The worst fall. Or excuse me, the worst spring ever. You know, it's funny because I was just uh, complaining about the crazy pollen I'm experiencing here at my new place. Uh, my eyes are on fire like I have never experienced before in my life. And uh, and you're blanketing in about four inches of snow right now. <laughs> well, not that much, but it's just enough to make everything stinking white again. My black top is white again. And- ugh, ugh, ugh. So uh, these are the benefits of living out east where it's a little more uh, temperate, you know what I mean? Hey, big week here in Packer football, and we got lots to talk about. It's been a long time, man. We had quite the break. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. Um, We have uh, had a great spring break. Hope everybody else out there had a great spring break and a fantastic Easter. Had those eggs hit all over the yard. You know what's funny? Uh, You know, there's a lot of money that gets thrown around in these eggs nowadays. I don't remember that as a kid. Did you ever get like quarters and nickels and candy, multiple pieces of candy in those plastic eggs? I I, I don't remember that. No, no, no. You got uh, you got a couple of what do they call them? Uh, jelly beans. Yeah. Couple oh, peeps, yep. Couple jelly beans. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, that's about it. I'll tell you. And it's really. Uh, I mean, you take a look. I showed you the picture of what it looks like outside here. You actually have to paint the eggs that you're going to hide outside because <laughs> un- unless they're brown, you ain't going to find them around here. Uh, you know, my daughter got this little uh, egg decorator. It, it rolls the eggs, and you got the permanent markers you can draw on them. And uh, she made me the most adorable Green Bay Packers uh, egg. It's uh, it's fantastic. But I hope everybody else out there uh, enjoyed their family and their Easter's as we did. But let's get into this Packer family here, buddy. I mean, lots to talk about. I don't really know where to begin. You know, I told everybody else uh, when we tried to get on the podcast earlier this week, uh, you know, we were going to get on the Sammy Watkins debate, but it's kind of been beaten up and over uh, run. But, uh, you know, you were more against it, and I was certainly all down for it. And now you're going to backpedal and say, no, I, you are for it. Well, when you and begin, that, when you begin the segment with an, <laughs> an outright lie, um, I'm not against Sammy Watkins. I think Sam, Sammy Watkins is the type of veteran that we knew that we were going to sign. We needed to do that. Um, am I crazy about him? No. You know, he's 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 a lot like uh, least reliability. I mean, he's a lot like MVS. Yeah. Um, you know, he's going to be there for some of it. He's going to miss some other. He's a little bit uh, longer in the tooth. He's a quality dude, and he's a guy that Aaron Rodgers, I am sure, is going to throw the ball to. Um, and I think if he stays healthy, it's a huge bonus. If if he doesn't, it's more of the same. Yeah, I don't think it alters. I don't think it alters what we're going to try to do in the draft one little bit. Mm. Don't know what we're going to do in the draft, but I don't think this changes anything. Hmm. I think it gives us a fantastic security blanket that we needed. You know, when we looked at all the other free agents that were out there, Will Fuller, same shit. Didn't play a whole lot of games, was injured often. Sammy Watkins, a first-round pick for a reason. But let's not get things confused here about this kid. 
Yeah, he's been injured a lot. Um, and McCarthy and everybody else have said it, man. Availability is number one. You got to be available, right, to play this game. It's interesting once we get into the, some of these details, you know, here. I mean, in 2014 when he came in, he had Kyle Orton throwing the ball to him. And then he had Tyrod Taylor throwing the ball to him. And we're expecting, you know, the number one pick to have this fantastic run. Well, he did the best he could, I think, in Buffalo. And then when he went to the Rams for a season, that was where him and LaFleur brushed shoulders. In 2017, that, I think. And that was that was 2017, you know. Started 14 games, played 15 games, 70 targets, 39 receptions, 593 yards. But listen, a 15.2-yard average and eight touchdowns. You know, we're talking about the deep threat and what we're losing with MVS. Let's talk about that, Eric. Well, I think the deep threat most assuredly gets addressed in the draft, uh, both in terms of return and maybe a guy, uh, a day three guy that can take the top off. Here's how, here's how you need to look at at the Sammy Watkins signing. Same draft class as Devontae Adams, year younger, $4 million. Mm. Great move. Great move. We, we, needed, we needed at least one of these guys to step in and also give another veteran to go with Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard. And, and uh, um, I don't think you're going to get much help in terms of uh, learning, how, learning the position from Amari Rogers, but you know that's who we have. And so we knew that we had to beef this up a little bit, a little bit with veterans. Uh, and I think that he potentially is, uh, he's potentially a steal. Uh, again, like you said, availability is everything. But I think, I think he and Rogers um, will, will mesh just fine. Uh, and Well, he was all for it, and that's fantastic. But, you know, he went to Kansas City, signed a three-year, $48 million contract. He got paid. He didn't make a whole lot at, you know, that rookie contract back then, I believe, was $20 million for the four pick. Um, so he didn't not make enough money where, where he understands the opportunity that he has, especially on a one-year deal with Aaron Rodgers. You can really inflate your value really quickly. I just think, you know, what we've seen from him from game availability is the biggest thing that people have talked about. And with Kansas City in three years, 2018 started 10 games, 2019, 14 games, 2020, 10 games. You know, people are going to point fingers, and that's a big deal for us. You know, we have to have somebody who can be there and be consistent, especially in this offense. You know, you know how important it is to be on the same page, not just with Aaron Rodgers, but all the other receivers. You know, what the nuances are are required to do. Well, I think we're adding a minimum of, of two, more than likely three receivers uh, in the draft. Don't really have an idea for sure uh, whether they're going to be early or late. Um, but Sammy Watkins, along with Randall Cobb, give you two pros, two guys that know what their responsibilities are, how to be a teammate, how to be a receiver, how to run routes. It's it, it's another guy that's going to help whatever we uh, pick up in the draft uh, accelerate their uh, their readiness on the field. Mm -hmm. But at six one, you know, over two hundred pounds, a four four guy, right? He's got speed. He's been the most effective downfield, right? Baltimore literally were, were taken last year and going, man, you, you didn't have 400 yards, 393 or something, I believe. Look at the offense he was in. You know, that wasn't an offense, especially with Lamar being out and, and, and a different quarterback in there. Didn't really structure him very well. We're getting such a deal on him, but we're not talking about his run blocking. 
We're not talking about how many yards he averages per reception downfield, you know, at over 15 yards a reception. This is a deep threat. He's got a longer, uh, you know, long touchdown in the seasons than MVS. He's got a better completion percentage. He has more touchdowns per game, you know, 20, uh, 14 more yards a game. I think it was 36 to 51 yards a game. I, people are complaining about MVS, you know, and we're losing this and not having a deep threat. This is what Sammy Watkins is. All of his stats line up better than MVS. Is a veteran, can catch the ball better, right, than MVS. Is as available when he's injured as MVS. And we're not paying $10, 12000000 million a year for him. I don't understand yeah. the downside. I don't understand why Twitter blew up on this one. It was a little weird. There is no downside, and and you know the thing that I, I really do wish because I, I don't know I I in the maybe it's just being the homer that I am I wish that this coming year was MVS's fourth year and to give him a shot at at uh, at one and two kind of reps I don't know I just think the guy might do really do really well I think he's got everything that's necessary we saw the uh, the evolution of his ability to catch. Uh, and run routes. Uh, you remember he was just a burner to start, and mm-hmm. and then he, his route tree grew, and he got really good. And I just I'm I'm sad if he blows up. I'm happy for him, but I'm sad that we don't see that. But at ten million dollars a year, it's it's ridiculous. And mm-hmm. and back to to Sammy Watkins in Baltimore, you know that is such a weird, different offense to play in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and yeah, you can't hold. You can't. I, I just write, write it off. It means absolutely nothing to me. Yeah. What what a wide receiver does there. It's not an indication of what he can do. The guys have got a proven track record, and like you said, it's four million dollars on a one year deal mm-hmm. to uh, you know help pitch in. And that's we're going to be by committee. You know, mm-hmm. I don't care if we get Jameson Williams and George Pickens or whomever, mm-hmm. uh, if we, two top guys, which I would absolutely love. But again, this is the NFL and these are rookie. Mm-hmm. It's not a, it's not just one Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. It's it's two guys that are going to have to get integrated. And you're going to need the veterans and you're going to need them to help these other kids grow. So I don't think it changes much. And I think it, we knew it was going to be somebody. Uh, and like you mentioned earlier, you know, uh, Given the choice between Fuller and and this kid, I'd take this kid every time. Mm-hmm. And even Julio Jones, because of the price tag that's going to be attached with him, I was all about having Sammy Watkins come in and give it a try. But there's also some people out there that don't even think he's going to be, you know, guaranteed a roster spot. <laughs> and I, let's pump the brakes, people. Yep. All right, let's yep. pump the brakes. This is absolutely another one of those Aaron Rodgers influenced decisions. You know, he wrote off on it. The price tag's perfect. Uh, and, and it's going to be up to Aaron Rodgers. He, he, we all understand the relationship it takes to have with Aaron Rodgers. No rookie has come in and developed that kind of chemistry. So what are we expecting from these first-round picks? Not a whole lot, right? Not a whole lot. Um, but I would like to see with Sammy Watkins right now, you mentioned the kid's name, and I'm just – I switched over mock drafting from the Pro Football Network to PFF recently, and um, – and because of the way pro football focus is coming out, it's up being the wide receivers are gone. At 22, you're talking Sky Moore, Jahan Dotson, Pickens. Those are my picks right now. So I, you throw a George Pickens, who's a great run blocker, with Sammy Watkins, who is an absolutely underrated run blocker. 6'1", 211 pounds, is a great run blocker. He was fantastic when he was with the Rams, right? That's why Kansas City gave him $48 million on three years, because of what they saw in his motion, his ability, his run blocking, everything else. 
It's not mentioned with Sammy Watkins. Don't talk to me about he's not going to be guaranteed a spot. He's going to be the veteran presence in there who's going to team up perfectly with what we missed you know, in MVS and being able to tag team him up with whoever's at tight end, but especially with Alan Lazard. It's uh, it's exciting for us. So so let me put you on the spot here a little bit, um, which, because it seems to me like the, the two draft simulators that you just mentioned, um, seems like they're very different. Which, so different. One do you, which one do you think is going to be more reality? Um, I, I don't think either one of them are, because so far the, the Pro Football Network one has become such a, a consistent – run of players that are not even in the discussion on pro football uh, focus. They're just not in, in, in the discussion. I mean, you bring it up right now, pro football network, for example, has Bernhard Rabin, you know, getting selected 68th. Pro I wouldn't focus, select him at, I wouldn't select him at 68. I take his, I take his line mate, the right tackle. Yeah. At 68. But, <laughs> but, but for example, pro football focus has him ranked 13th with an average draft pick of 22.8, you know, um, and right now I look at, you know, they got Traylon Burks is available, then Sky Moore for receivers at 22 right now. And, and Lewis Sign staring me in the face. Got to love that kid. You know, again, Sassine or Sign or whoever you say his name, and Pickens in the first round wouldn't bother me. Yeah. Neither neither would would trading both of them or trading the 22 twice going backwards to pile up guys in the second round again. Can't yeah. keep kicking this horse, but I just see so many guys, you know, and, and again, not, not at the top of our needs at early in the second round, mm -hmm. but you know, somebody like Brees Hall, can you imagine what Matt LaFleur, remember the illusion of complexity stuff? Can you imagine what Matt LaFleur could do with Brees Hall, Aaron Jones and the big fella at the same time when you yeah. got running backs who could split out on, on either slot? I mean, mm -hmm. And you cover yourself again. You know, I I I, I don't remember um, uh, who penned the article uh, that I read about ten days ago, but it was talking about how historically, or at least over the last three years, that that Gutekunst has looked a year into the future and drafted that way, which kind of makes sense. And they made a reasonable argument. Uh, you could you could match up draft picks with the following year player needs, and you certainly potentially have that safety. Mm -hmm. um, and so I. I I don't know. I, it, I just can't wait. I just, I mean, this, this is getting to be, <laughs> it's getting to be just a little bit itchy because there are so many guys, the defensive line, there's the offensive line, the wide receivers. Mm -hmm. What, what are we going to do? Um, and, and how do, uh, how do we, uh, how do we look at players? I, again, I want to throw this in there because before I forget, but we talked about, you know, offensive linemen and, and the certain, the certain need that we have there. And, we, we talked over the weekend about a piece that came out at the end of last week, uh, interview with um, St uh, Stenovich, um, who took ownership of that move of, of Billy Turner to left tackle for the playoff game two years in a row. And for a guy that, I don't know, I give kind of genius marks to uh, for what he's been able to accomplish, just yeah. seems kind of odd that that was the way to go both years. Mm -hmm. You could make an argument to me year before last given the givens but last year after the play of yash i i don't know yeah. it makes me wonder what we think as an organization of yash nyman and his potential uh, future with this team because if he's after after putting what he did on the field granted with some help but putting what he did on the field you, you don't you don't trust him or you trust moving somebody else over over him and, and keeping continuity on the right side. That makes me nervous about 
what they think about our guy Yash, who we've been, you know, on him since uh, since day one. Well, I tell you what, they love Yash, and um, he is in the discussion right now for boy right tackle to start off this year. When they say he's going to be, you know, competing for left tackle, come on. I mean, what what are we talking about right now? Well, who, are we try, who are we trying to fool right now, Eric? <laughs> Tell me whose wool, uh, whose eyes this wool is being pulled over. It's a it's a bunch of. <laughs> well, it seems like they want him to be the swing tackle that never plays on either side. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Ridiculous, it's ridiculous. But hey, I want to uh, remind you here about Bakhtiari's contract. You know, this year, dead cap is just it's crazy. You know, he's got a he's got a thirteen million dollar cap hit this year, but dead money is thirty five point eight million dollars. So you know he's gonna be a starting left tackle. This is a this is a big, big year for him. Twenty twenty three, you know, his cap hit goes to thirty million with dead cap of twenty three. So what are you doing there? You're gaining six million, right? Five and change. That's when some discussions could be if this year he is proving to be you know unreliable because of the knee we all know what that guy does he's the best of the of the best you know um, but 2024 we got to look at that because now you're talking about a 32 million dollar cap hit and an 11 million dollar debt money so you look at Bakhtiari he's going to be here for another two years and the offensive tackle is certainly a position we got to start looking at at 22 should this board fall as pro football focus has had it which is bonkers man all the receivers gone but you know those offensive tackles. If, if gosh, let's pray that Penning falls, for example. But if you have to have a discussion about Bernhard Rainman, I'm fine with taking George Please, Pickens. No. I'm I'm fine with taking George Pickens over that, to be quite honest. And I know he's going to be a second round guy predominantly, but uh, um, I would take George Pickens over him every time. <laughs> I, I I don't like Raymond at all. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't not impressed with him. No. I think there's I think there's a whole bunch of guys that are going to be day three guys that are going to turn out to be better NFL tackles than him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, I was, as I keep kicking, Getke or Goetke or whatever the, the dude, the right tackle on the same offensive line. I like him better than I like Raymond. Yeah, he, he doesn't have the left tackle per perspective, but I think at least for the next couple of years, we're probably OK there. So but it's the right tackle or the, you know, the extra offensive lineman that can get in and stud out the kid from. Uh, uh, was it Abraham Lucas or Lucas Abraham? Yeah, uh, another day three guy who uh, you watch tape on him, and I mean yep. that guy is a, that guy's Fred Astaire, yeah, and at three hundred and some pounds and six six. I mean, I, I there's a bunch of those guys, which is a, another reason why I, I'm really kind of in love with, unless you know, unless somebody like a Penning or one of those guys mm-hmm. has just an unbelievable drop on day one, I just would I would rather have a whole lot more shots in that second round because I think we can really build an awful lot. Yeah, I, I'm okay with 22 going down for uh, a series of picks for, you know, back-to-back even for, with Kansas City. You know, whatever we need to trade for for that pick. If it's, a, if it's our 52 for 20 in 22, I don't know what that works out math-wise, but 
those back to back on the end of the first round. Any any way that we can get Travis Jones, I think right now is one of these options. Absolutely, that, you know, because he's going to be gone in that thirty to forty range where we're not going to be able to select, and it it could come down to that choice of man, do we want this beast defensive tackle because Devonta Wyatt is already gone? Do we have a mediocre offensive tackle? You know, the wide receivers are gone. Can we get pickings later? That's why I would love to get you know those picks in in between thirty and forty. However, that could be arranged. Man, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Turning my what I've been talking about completely on its head, um, I would be dancing in the streets in the first round if we left with Seam and Jones. I mean, that's that's and, you know, again, trying to figure what what Aaron Rodgers thinks about this, um, which it which which matters. Uh, it, it does. But but to add two potential big, big pieces to that defense that we know last year played. You know, they, they, they lost a playoff game where they didn't give up a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, that defense is coming together. And, uh, boy. Yeah. Um, Before we get too far down on defensive players, I want, I want to backtrack here to Elton Jenkins because we have to talk about him when we're talking about Bakhtiari, his health, and Yash and where he fits in this. Because 2024 is the target year where we're going to have a big decision on Bakhtiari whether to extend him or to cut him. But Elton Jenkins, it's 2022, folks. You know, it – it's it's shocking to see, all right. But his cap hit is four point seven million dollars, all right, for Elton Jenkins. Now, understand he's been gone; he was injured, tore his ACL. This guy's got to get extended immediately, sooner the better. Best offensive lineman on the Green Bay Packers, so without a doubt, one so of the not, best, if not the best, in the NFL. Is he the best left guard in the league, or is he the best right tackle in the league? How do you pay that guy? How does well, that decision come down, Eric? Well, you know, I think his, uh, if I'm his agent, I want him paid like a left tackle because that's what, you know, for a year I've said, I suspect that he's the, he's the replacement for Bakhtiari at the end of Bakhtiari's contract. I don't know. Um, yeah. if, if you're set, if you're set and you have someone, whomever, uh, who takes that right tackle job, whether that's Yash or whether that's a, a new draft pick or whatever, um, yes, you can, you know, I'm not sure exactly when, when he's going to be game ready, but he can slot anywhere. And that's what makes him so valuable. Yeah. Um, he'd be the best center in the league. He's the best guard in the league. And he showed at both left and right tackle that he has what it takes. And just, you just don't come across guys like that. Mm-hmm. You just don't come across guys like that. He's got to be extended. And you're, you're absolutely right to bring that point up because how you determine his value is really, I mean, you mm-hmm. could see that mm-hmm. one of those cases where the team and the agent are miles apart yeah. Yeah. On, on what his potential value is. And I'll tell you what you got to me, you side with the agent and you pay the guy. Yeah. Well, make no mistake. This is not going to be a Devonte Adams situation. The, the offensive line in the green Bay Packers are damn near synonymous. I mean, it is important to everything they do. So uh, I expect that to happen. It's just where is he going to be, and why would we even have a consideration of Yash doesn't have a place on this team? The guy's only getting better, uh, more experience, and he's going to be coming in this season with some rookies. Unless we get like a Trevor Penning, who's going to be able to slot into a right tackle right away. You have to look. You have to look at Elton Jenkins right now as literally in 2024 the starting left tackle of the Green Bay Packers. That's what I'm thinking because that year that we got to decide with Bakhtiari based on his injury and everything else, you almost got to assure that Jenkins is paid near that mark where he is going to be a left guard right now next to Bakhtiari, but could be sliding right back out to left tackle, which is, you know, the imperative of Yash and whoever we can get offensively uh, in the draft to take over that right tackle spot. So anyway, enough of them. Let's get on that defense a little bit here because um, it's, it's an interesting set of new coaches that we have. 
I would say, on the Green Bay Packers. Um, some defensive coaches. Uh, did you enjoy any of those conversations that they had? Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, you just just getting getting little bits and tidbits of information that give you an idea maybe where we're going in two weeks or not even two weeks we're less than two weeks it's like <laughs> what, what are we looking at like 11 nine, days 11 yeah, days 10 days whatever away. 10 days nine days whatever um i don't know i i, I keep going back to when we we're just talking about uh, jones and, and scene and i just think you 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 plug uh you know jones is jones would come in and and he'd be a you know a 30 percent um, rotational guy, but you, you know, the, the big thing that I think you find with defensive lines is the drop off between, um, the first and second string. And when you run the kind of defense we do, uh, being able to put that guy in and some of the fun stuff you'd be able to do, uh, with Jaron and Kenny, uh, and, 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 you know, you, you, you bring up a, a, another part of that is, is next year, you know, Jaron's not on the team next year at this point. Uh, mm -hmm. Dean Lowry's not on the team at this point, and you've got Kenny. Um, you, uh, we, we need somebody there. Which this is where you know, going back to that thing of looking a year ahead as to where your needs might really be strong. Uh, defensive line is right up there. Yeah. Um, one of the great things that uh, stuck out for me was you know when we had. It, I, I like, uh, well, we're talking about, you know, Jason Reb Rebrovich. You like him a little bit? A little bit. God damn. I just, I, I, love, <laughs> I love Straight talk. Yeah. <laughs> I love him, man. Uh, we got Tom Clements we got to talk about, you know. I mean, called by Aaron Rodgers, you know, out of retirement. This is what he deserves. I'm sorry. Any any of the Twitter flack that he gets by, oh, Aaron Rodgers, the GM, you know, with the Sammy Watkins and the Tom Clements and blah, blah, blah. Hey, man. How many years have you been in the league? How many uh, how, how many years do you have left? Do you want to learn something new, or do you want to go what's proven that you know you played your best at? I don't... Well, and, and the whole idea that, you know, it, it seems as though, and I, and I don't want to get into the political aspects of this crap, but it, it seems as though when you have someone, um, you know, look at the glowing way that we always talk about Aaron Rodgers. When you have somebody with his accomplishment, um, with his time, and with his abilities to not be picking his brain all the time seems to me like a huge mistake. And it seems like we're doing more of that. And I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, th I think that that's, it's a waste. And again, you know, one of Rogers's big bitches was that, you know, the, him not really feeling like he had the, uh, he had the, uh, the backing to recruit. Uh, and, and, you know, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of people that like to go play with players like Aaron Rodgers. Doesn't, uh, doesn't make sense. Yep. Um, but we got to talk about, you know, <laughs> Jason, uh, let's just call him Rebs. <laughs> he mentioned your boy, Spider Garvin. Now, you've been high on him. You, 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 you see potential in him. And um, <clears throat> I didn't get the vote of confidence that uh, I was thinking from Rebs on, you know, his insistence that we need four good rotational defensive ends. And all I kept thinking were my mock drafts on that ridiculous right now, I think, uh, simulator where I had George Karlofkas at 22, <laughs> you know, and, and, yep. and I had uh, Sign or I had Devonta Wyatt going and improving that defense. But he was really adamant about having four out, which brings a question up, you know. We talk about Jamison Williams with the ACL. David Ajabo, 
his tape and everything else in, in a late first rounder, this guy is literally being talked about as maybe a top 12 pick prior to the injury. I, I don't know. I can be talked into that uh, with some uh, maybe PBR and, and, and somebody who knows their business on him. But based on what the coach says, uh, I wouldn't be surprised either anyway. Hey, when our podcast did the evaluations on outside linebackers, edge rushers, um, the, he he was uh, he was mine. Um, uh, I I think that the uh, the ceiling is so much higher with him than all the rest of them, and that's that's not a rip on a guy like Karloftis, but Karloftis is a beast. Mm-hmm. He is what he's going to be. O- Ojabo is still learning the game, mm-hmm. and he just brings a skill set and athleticism that's crazy. I, he's another one of those guys who I think is going to fall into round two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good, good, very well, but you know. Pro Football Focus has guys like Jermaine Johnson available at 22. You know, 6'5", 254. He's 23 years old. Like Ojabo uh, way better. Me. Is it because he's from Eden Prairie, Minnesota? Is it because you don't like people from Minnesota? Is that, uh, is that, is that bred within your blood? Well, I like uh, natural-born Minnesotans who choose to play basketball at the University of Wisconsin. Those guys I love. Brad Davison, shout out, bro. Half our team is from Minnesota. <laughs> love to keep knocking down that patino wall. But uh, nah, I, I don't. Uh, I, I, I just looked when we, when we looked at it. The, the, the other kid from uh, uh, Boye. Mafe, uh, yeah. Mafe. Uh, he's another guy. I mean, super high ceiling. I mean, the, he's already there. And his, with his athleticism, and and learning the nuances of the game from from uh, Rashawn Gary and from Preston Smith, one of those any of those guys, uh, mm-hmm. boy. I I like the Michigan connection even more though. You got a Rashawn Gary, a Wolverine. You bring in a, a, a Jabo at pick twenty eight, because uh, you know him him and Mafia are basically the same. They're six three, two fifty. But listen, you you cannot. Rep- he's the He's the opposite end of Adrian Hutch. So we understand he's going to get less protection, right? But yeah. 37 pressures over the final 10 games in his career, five forced fumbles. I, I, yo, how do, how do you not? How do you not? Can I give go? you a, I'll knock us both down with this. But the one thing, because I really like the kid that I didn't mention when we covered him, is the, the thought that jumped into my head when uh, four or five years ago we're sitting on the clock and we uh, opted not to take TJ Watt and we took Vince Beagle in the fourth round, the uh, opposite side of of TJ Watts. And, and all the write-up was that Beagle was going to be the better pro and (laughs) like, yeah, how'd that work out? Yeah. Well, you know, he was on the rise down in Minnesota, or down in Miami, uh, and then he tore his ACL. But uh, it was shocking to see, yeah, that play out the way it did. It's just those guys, the you know, the Hutchinsons. I mean, he did what he did with an offense designed to stop him, you know, as opposed to the single block that the other guys got. Uh, but when you just when you just watch when you watch Ojabo in, in, on on film. I mean, he's got that bend and speed. He's got a great speed to power blend, and he's still learning the game. I don't know. I, yeah, I love it. I love it. it, it and that's what you need as a rotational defensive end in the NFL right now as a rookie where you can make an impact is you come in and you play 30% of the snaps, but they're on third down, and your ball's out running. You know, you look at Mafe. He had 13 games played versus 
Ojabe's 10, who had 37 uh, hurries. He had 26 in 13 games. Nine hits, seven sacks. I mean, there's a a difference on there. There's a difference there because they're both in the Big Ten, very similar schedules, very similar players. And the one thing that's nice about getting these guys when you already have – you know, essentially pro bowlers in, in Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary is you can bring these guys in on a rotational basis as designated pass rushers. I mean, you can, you can slow the game down for them, lessen their, their edge responsibilities, and you can get, you can get stuff out of them right away, including special teams, mm-hmm. which it'll be very interesting to see how that, uh, that is all addressed. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of special teams, man, did, what did you think about Rich Bisaccia? You know what? As far as special teams and the Green Bay Packers go, too early to tell. <laughs> I have a much better set. It seems like we have decided to bring a professional in uh, and approach it that way. I think uh, we'll get a lot of answers uh, on uh, you know draft picks from the fourth round on down. Hmm. See uh, see what uh, what kind of uh, what kind of weapons. You know, there's a couple of those guys, and I forget the. Uh, a popular fourth fourth round pick to us, Thornton, the uh, the Bellis Jones, Bellis Jones, yeah. From you know, there, there, there's a guy that that can not only be your your take the top off the the defense, uh, but also a returner, also a gunner. Um, some of these other guys that we talk about earlier in the draft certainly aren't going to be playing gunner, and they aren't going to be uh, on special teams. So the receivers I was referring to, but. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's going to be real interesting. I just can't wait. And and you know the thing that we're never going to find out that I think would be so cool. Um, I'm sure that that the teams wouldn't think it was cool. But if we could be sitting there, you know, hooked in to the draft room of the team of your choosing, and and listen to what the kind of draft proposals are that not only are you making but that they're making. Yeah. You know, what, what are you turning down? What are you taking? I just, it would be fascinating to find out what we really could have done, but Mm -hmm. there's, there's be way too much. I told you so kind of (laughs) material. (laughs) And so they'll never, never make that public, but it'd be, it'd be awful fun for us to be able to, to be more, uh, more plugged in, so to speak. Yeah. 100%. Um, I'll tell you what, the special teams is going to go through an incredible change under rich and I'm excited about him and I'm excited to have coaches that love and respect the Green Bay Packers because we're, we're Eric, we're lucky because we were raised on a, on a franchise that starts when you're born, you know, your grandparents are already wearing green and gold. They know the championship games, you know, of the sixties, they know uh, the story of Curly. I mean, and to have a guy like Rich that, I mean, you could have been in a head coach candidate anywhere else. And Hey man, I'm going to be the special teams coordinator for the Green Bay fricking Packers. I love that, and hate to expose the uh, the length of the teeth on this boy. But you know, I grew up in the '70s and '80s with the with the Green Bay Packers when it was an RRPP team for close to 20 years, and that, of course, is run, run, pass, punt. Um, (laughs) uh, We've been really blessed over the last 30 years, you know, and I look forward to the continuation of that. And uh, boy, just gotta stock that cupboard. Can't wait. It's driving me nuts. I'm shaking. Mm, I know it's going to be happening soon. And you know what's important, Eric? We got to let everybody know that uh, on this Thursday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, the Acme Army Boys, Andy Apac, Jamie, no last name. We're going to be doing a live Twitter Spaces 
mock draft. We're going to be, you know, watching the mock uh, on our Zoom. We're going to be having it, uh, the discussion on Twitter Spaces. And when it gets to those picks, you know, Eric, myself, Andy, we're gonna we're gonna make a selection, and then we're gonna let you guys, the Twitter Spaces listeners, vote on who we should pick of the three that we discuss. And it's going to be a blast. So uh, get your drinks ready. Enjoy your Thursday evening with the Acme Army Boys and uh, Jamie No Last Name, Andy APAC, and everybody else that's out there. Uh, appreciate those opportunities to talk and interact with all you guys because, boy, you guys are fantastic. Make no mistake. Um, Eric, uh, before we head out here, I, I did just want to recap a real quick thing that happened while you and I were talking. And it's important that sometimes – while we're doing podcasts, we make the leap of, hey, let's just do a mock draft while we're while we're doing these um, discussions. And while we were talking, I happened to do a little mock draft here, and it's a really awful one. And I want to share it with everybody because I want everybody to understand just how awful mock drafts can be. And you can critique this selection uh, that I have as well because it's, it's not great, Eric. It's not great. Um, but my first pick, Trevor Penning. No problem. You all right with that one? Absolutely. At 22? At 22. Yeah. He falls. I don't think that's very likely at all to happen. I, I, just, I, I don't think it's likely to happen. But my second pick, and now I didn't get a very good grade on this draft because pro football focus, they, they don't really like me. Gave me a B plus. But my second pick, everybody's going to be disappointed in this, was Lewis Sign. Why would I be disappointed? Well, people don't like uh, that you're letting the first round go without taking a wide receiver. That That is troublesome. Um, however, this is what our tradeback opportunity allows us to do both. Yeah, yeah. And this is where everybody says, well, you're so dumb not take. Well, the only wide receiver we could have taken there was Sky Moore and, uh, and, and Burks. I chose sign over Burks because I thought at 53, 59, our boy Perk, uh, Pierce and Pickens would be available, but lo and behold, at 53, those guys were gone. So linebacker Leo Chanel, I went. That's an A minus grade at 53 by Pro Football Focus, mind you. Leo Chanel. He's a sneaky beast. He is the definition, and I told you about him when he was a freshman. He is the definition of a football player. He is the he is a TJ Watt bloodline kind of guy he's obviously going to uh, he'd be playing uh, on the inside but mm. he has the strength and the speed uh to do some outside stuff uh, leo chanel is just a football player with gift i i'm 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 wouldn't be bothered by having him as a green bay packer plus mm. you know he's a you know he grew up a packer fan yeah love that yeah. badger connection now at 59 guess why to take andy apac's own cameron thomas out of san diego state now, if we did that at 59, the, the grade is a B-, minus, but again, no wide receiver in the top four picks because they simply weren't available. They were gone. You know, the lower grade of wide receivers were available, but I got that at 92 with uh, Romeo Dobbs out of Nevada. But here's where people are going to get upset. We have to talk about, Eric, at 132, taking Bailey Zappi out of Western Kentucky. He's a quarterback. 
um, I, I I would think that, uh, well, you know, here's the thing. Uh, depends upon uh, whether there's a trade made before, <laughs> I mean, that's before exactly or during the draft. We're, you know? we're 10 days away. What could happen? Well, and here's where here's where your draft thing. I mean, I'm assuming you're you you sort of built in a Jordan Love trade into making that choice. Yeah. But what you're what you're leaving out of that equation is the late first somewhere in the second round draft pick that you would have had to plug a receiver in uh, had had we uh, mm-hmm. traded Jordan Love because there's another pick yeah. that we're not you're not mentioning there. Yeah, yeah. So um, I I don't know. It's an interesting conversation. I don't want to see Jordan Love go. Uh, I'm I'm. I'm well, firmly... we have to do something. We have to do something at quarterback if Jordan Love is traded. There's, there's no, no doubt. Maybe that's a veteran. Maybe that's a draft pick. But we, if Jordan Love is traded, we have to do something because we don't know the, the longevity of Mr. Rogers' stay in yeah. our neighborhood. Yeah, and I know Kurt Banker might not be the answer, but here's the point. This is a kid that's getting better. He would be as Peter Jones in the UK and make sure you guys go out and get uh, Peter Jones's draft preview. Unbelievable document guys. It's free. And uh, you know, Peter Jones, we've had him on the show for, I don't know how many times he is uh, Acme army OG. And I'll tell you what, he has put together a draft guide that is, it's simply, it's as good as it gets. Every year, a labor of love, this guy, the amount of time that Peter puts into this, he starts working on this in the fall. Um, I mean, this, this, it's a fantastic. Uh, he's, a, he's already, yeah, he's already next year. For fun, Eric. Yep. Just having fun. Uh, but he had mentioned, you know, that as well, if Jordan Love was going to be drafted this year, he would be the number one quarterback in this draft class. Food for thought, people. Food for thought. He's not the only one that thinks it. Uh, I know that my opinion means absolutely zero, but there's a lot of people out there that think the same thing. Interesting. Well, here I want to take on to the greater point, um, but I'm sure I'm assuming at some point you've worked with someone who's just really kind of a pain in the ass. And you see, I have that. I have that sort of situation um, with the uh, technical uh, coordinator for the Acme Army podcast. And the reason why I can't do what you're suggesting is because of the limited bandwidth of my internet. It makes so much noise, I can barely hear you if I try to do anything in addition to this podcast. Uh, So I I can't do that. But um, that's interesting. So where'd you go after quarterback? Uh, And then I picked up Pierre Strong. And I only did a four-rounder. So Pierre Strong, halfback, because no tight ends uh, were available there. And um, it was going to be Charlie Kohler or Pierre Strong. And I just went running back because of Aaron Jones's. You can't go into next year, I don't believe, drafting a rookie, having that kind of pressure, or a free agent that doesn't know the offense to replace Aaron Jones if he's not resigned. And to have your only backup is Kylan Hill, who's coming off an ACL injury unproved. We love him, but he could also be back there taking off uh, you know, kicks and just be a special teams guy. So uh, that's why I grabbed Pierre Strong. Again, this is not you – know, people always uh, get pissed off about mock drafts. This is just the way that things fall. We don't know how it's going to fall. Ten days away, Eric. I'm fired up. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just to take the fantasy land and push it even farther into the stratosphere – if you traded Jordan Love and you traded back once or twice, mm-hmm. you that would put you in that position where you've got six or seven second round draft picks mm-hmm. and the ability to move up in that second round. And you got guys like Pickens, Jones, Brees Hall, mm-hmm. 
Um, you got, I mean, so many options. Some of those Trey McBride, Trey McBride, uh, Jelani Woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I mean, you have so many options were you to do that. And, mm-hmm. and that Jordan Love, that I don't think, I really don't think we're trading him for the 45th pick in the second round. Mm-hmm. If we're trading him, it's yeah. going to be a much higher pick. I don't know that he's, we're going to get first round value like we spent, but it's going to be late first, early second, I think, in order for us. To, to roll the dice there. It, well, that's just a fun thought to think about all the way around because you start thinking about New York Giants, Texans at 37, you know, are, the, are those realistic places you'd want Who is to the go? quarterback for the Texans? Uh, I don't know, David Stills or something? I don't know. <laughs> exactly, exactly, know. exactly. Yeah, it's just going to be fun. Anyway, everybody, thanks out there for listening to us. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, everywhere you're finding a podcast. Check out the Acme Army. New name coming out after the draft, and uh, we got a good one, guys. So, But listen, we have uh, appreciated everybody that has been out there listening to us. All the way back to that mental health check, guys. That episode continues to get listens. Thank you very much for sharing that episode. And uh, appreciate Andy APAC uh, putting together such a fantastic event for twitter spaces again this is going to be this thursday night jamie no last name is going to be there uh the whole crew so enjoy that spectacle that that's going to be and uh, appreciate everybody who's going to join us there and with that my man take us out well i'm uh, as you probably are well aware just so excited about this draft so excited for the event that uh, that andy uh, this is his baby and it's going to be a ton of fun Thursday night's going to be uh, going to be one of our best nights. Looking forward to that. I hope uh, from a from a mental health check perspective, I hope it stops snowing here. I hope it's not snowing for any other <laughs> listeners out there. But this has got to end sometime. We had three days in the 80s by this time last year, <laughs> and uh, it's still white and it snows every day. This is ridiculous. Not a lot, just enough to kick you in the face. But anyways, it's the kind of thing that uh, we're uh, we're built to withstand here in northern Wisconsin. So with that, I will, as always, say go back, go. Oh, I'm so good.